Alright everyone, hello, hello. So I wanted to talk about more of the uh, final details of the sexual dysfunction of my past. So when it came to meaning the sexual recklessness, so myself and my past women partners, you can throw in the male partners, but um, most of my sex partners were women. So what inspired the sex was naivete or immaturity. This is the description. People who find it too hard to accept the idea that some people are cunning, devious and ruthless, or are in denial, in quotations, if they are being taken advantage of. They will acknowledge the fact of being manipulated only for the curse too often. That's what the abusers did to us. What inspired the sex was over-conscientiousness. Here's the description. People who are much harder on themselves than on others often are too willing to give another the benefit of the doubt and see their side of things while blaming themselves for hurting the manipulator. That's what the abusers did to us. What inspired the sex was low self-esteem. Here's the description. People who struggle with self-doubting, lacking in confidence and assertiveness, or chronically unsure of their right to pursue their legitimate wants and needs, they're likely to go on the defensive too easily when challenged by an aggressive personality. That's what the abusers did to us. What inspired the sex was over-intellectualization. Here's the description. People who believe that others only do hurtful things when there's some legitimate, understandable reason for manipulation. They might dilute themselves into believing that uncovering and understanding all the reasons for the manipulator's behavior will be sufficient to make things different. That's what the abusers did to us. What inspired this sex was emotional dependency. Here's the description. People who have a submissive or dependent personality, the more emotionally dependent a person is, the more vulnerable they are to being exploited and manipulated. Now you understand the reason, more of the reasons for the affairs. And now you understand more of the reasons for my sex with other women that weren't affairs and I understand more of the reasons for I even slept with men back then so there's more what inspired this sex was positive reinforcement Here's the description. Positive reinforcement includes praise, superficial charm, 
superficial sympathy, crocodile tears, excessive apologizing, money, approval, gifts, attention, facial expressions such as a forced laugh or smile, and public recognition. That's what the abusers did to us. What inspired the sex was negative reinforcement. Here's the description. Negative reinforcement involves removing one from a negative situation as a reward. That's what the abusers did to us. What inspired the sex was gaslighting. That's what the abusers did to us. What inspired the sex was intermittent or partial reinforcement. Here's a description. Partial or intermittent negative reinforcement can create an effective climate of fear and doubt. Partial or intermittent positive reinforcement can encourage the victim to persist. That's what the abusers did to us. What inspired the sex was quote-unquote punishment. Here's the description. Punishment includes nagging, yelling, the silent treatment, intimidation, threats, swearing, emotional blackmail, guilt trips, sulking, crying, and playing the victim. That's what the abusers did to us. What inspired this sex was traumatic one trial learning. Here's the description. Using verbal abuse, explosive anger, or other intimidating behavior to establish dominance or superiority. Even one instance of such behavior can condition or train victims to avoid upsetting, confronting, or contradicting the manipulator. That's what the abusers did to us. So the manipulators of our childhoods were controlling us as their victims. You're understanding more of the reasons for the affairs. You're understanding more of the reasons of the sexual escapades that weren't affairs as well. It gets worse. So the childhood manipulators exploited our vulnerabilities buttons that did exist in us as their victims. So... The desire to please inspired the sex. That's what the abusers did to us. Addiction to earning the approval and acceptance of others inspired the sex. That's what the abusers did to us. Emotophobia, fear of negative emotion, example, a fear of expressing anger, frustration, or disapproval inspired the sex. That's what the abusers did to us. Lack of assertiveness and ability to say no inspired the sex. That's what the abusers did to us. Blurry sense of identity would solve personal boundaries. Inspired the sex. That's what the abusers did to us. Low self-reliance. Inspired the sex. That's what the abusers did to us. External locus of control. Inspired the sex. That's what the abusers did to us. So, those are more reasons for the affairs, the sexual space that weren't affairs, too. And I 
the childhood manipulators of our individual childhoods had various possible motivations for the victimization of us. They need to advance their own purposes and personal gain at virtually any cost to others inspired to sex. That's what the abusers did to us. A strong need to attain feelings of power, superiority, and relationships with others. Compare megalomania associated with, for example, narcissistic, narcissistic personality disorder. Inspired to sex. That's what the abusers did to us. A want and need to feel in control inspired the sex. That's what the abusers did to us. A desire to gain a feeling of power over others in order to raise their perception of self-esteem inspired the sex. That's what the abusers did to us. Furtherance of cult dynamics and recruiting or retaining followers inspired the sex. That's what the abusers did to us. Boredom or growing tired of one's surroundings, seeing manipulation as a game more than hurting others, inspired the sex. That's what the abusers did to us. Covert agendas, criminal or otherwise, including financial manipulation, often seen when intentionally targeting the elderly or unsuspecting, unprotected wealthy for the sole purpose of obtaining victims' financial assets, inspired the sex. That's what the abusers did to us. Not identifying with underlying emotions, including experiencing commitment phobia and subsequent rationalization, offenders do not manipulate consciously, but rather try to convince themselves of the invalidity of their own emotions inspired to sex. That's what the abusers did to us. And the fact that, the, that our offenders, for the most part, did manipulate consciously inspired to sex, that's what the abusers did to us. And the offenders who manipulated consciously were convincing themselves the validity of their own quote-unquote emotions inspired to sex. That's what the abusers did to us. Lack of self-control over impulsive and antisocial behavior leading to preemptive or reactionary manipulation to maintain image inspired to sex. That's what the abusers did to us. So... I am describing to you their abusers and my abusers. And these were the reasons why we were drawn to each other. Traumatically being cut from the same cloth. It felt like a literal cut and a figurative cut. And... I can honestly say we never smear campaigned each other. We never bullied each other. Um, We never played the dozens on each other. We never verbally attacked each other. We never raised our voices at each other from what I remember 
is that the children of the women I was having affairs with, including some of the women that I wasn't having affairs with, it was just sex. But more so with the women I was having affairs with, their children approved of what their mothers and I were doing. And that's heartbreaking and stomach aching for me because I really wanted, even at that time, to be an excellent role model to children. And these were, again, adolescents and young adults. And I felt like I was letting down the youth and young adults. I felt like I was failing young people even as a young person. And I felt like me and their moms are failing them miserably. And so what occurred was, was that, um, it, I tried my best to tell them because they all they express interest in dating and relationships and being married and I told them don't do what you your mothers and I are doing don't do that this is not cool this is not what's supposed to happen don't ever lay your hands on your partner don't make them feel insignificant and if there's any issues that happen growing up make sure they're resolved before you become an item I remember saying that to them in my undergraduate years at the time and it was something that it truly hurt because they loved what I was saying at the same time they defended what their mother and I was their mother and I were doing and I was melancholic because I felt like a hypocrite and I felt like me and her mom were being we're being hypocrites to the, these young people because we're not supposed to role model self-destructive behavior for them. That's how I felt at the time. And they like the 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 young people. They like the fact that their mothers were cheating on their fathers with me. They said, "Thank you, thank you for cheating on dad." And they said, "Thank you for being the other man. Thank you for being mom's side piece." slash husband they said it that way because their mothers were like that's he's more just my side piece that that's my husband referring to me and I can honestly um, explain um, that if I could turn back the hands of time, in my childhood and I the organized crime would never happen 
Without the organized crime, I'm nobody's side piece. I'm nobody's delusion sense of a quote-unquote husband. And I would have never had the incidents, you know, with the with their with their kids. With their kids. And I feel like um I would have never done with them, you know, they would have never done with me what happened. We would have never done what we've done if they would have grown up healthy and if I would have grown up healthy. So it was um, sometimes it was just often very felt diabolical. In, in our in my spirit in the early days when we would have sex in their homes I would be the main one trying to keep them have their voices and volume down like the children are in the home they don't need to be exposed to what us grown folks are doing because they were a lot noisier than I was and I was like I don't mind you and I don't mind you enjoying our you know our reciprocal pleasure but we have to we have to respect the kids and they tried their best after all they said I'm sick and tired of keeping my volume and voice down and I said okay from now on you ha- we have to have sex when the kids are not in the house. And so they said, okay, because I, I just, I want to fully express myself. I don't want to have to be quiet. And in the early days, the kids would rush upstairs and, and when we could feel them approaching the door, we would stop the sex sometimes they would knock and we would tell them to politely just hold on we'd get our clothes together and then talk to them and they were trying to figure out what was I hearing and we would lie and say oh we were watching a television show and a comedian was just telling a joke or we were watching a parody and they had a ventriloquist dummy. We would come up with these lies on the spot. Um, at first, they believed it. Then when it kept happening uh, a few more times, they're like, you guys were actually doing it. And we just... I, I, we looked, I looked at the mother's mother looked at me and I was just so embarrassed. And the mother said, well, you know, he's a very nice man. And because he's a very nice man, that's just how my joy comes out. So the children, to my surprise, were actually happy that they heard us 
being, you know, having sex. And a few more times, they walked in on us, and we had to just quickly get ourselves together, and we had them outside the door, because, and I was saying to the mom's whisper, I was like, that's why I've been trying to tell you to keep it down, and they were like, I understand that, but I just can't, you know how to give me my G-spot hitting, you, you, you know how to give me these multiple full body orgasms and I haven't had a good man my whole life. I, I just can't be quiet. I just cannot. And I remember um, the kids would eventually say, okay, when we're gone, we know what y'all are doing. And I was so embarrassed. And the kids were like, don't be embarrassed, Mr. Myers and Mr. Antonio. They would call me that. And the mother like, Antonio, it's okay. You know, it, we, nobody's judging you. It's just that, um, you know, and the kids actually told me, mom hasn't been happy in a while. Mom was made to feel like she had to be the quiet, submissive wife all the time to our physically abusive, verbally abusive, psychologically abusive, emotionally abusive dads. So she's she's just not going to be quiet anymore. And because in the beginning, I remember covering, I would gently cover their mouths with their permission and at, sometimes they would move my hand, and I'm like, "Let you know, I, I, you know." You, and I would try to tell them, "Okay, you can just whisper, make the sounds in my ear in a whispery way, but don't be so loud." And they tried to, after a while. They just quickly just said, "I'm not doing this anymore. I have the right to exclaim in my own house. I have the right to be loud." and be noisy in my own home. And then I remember saying to them, you said it was our home. And they said, you're right, thanks for correcting me. We have the right to be loud in our home. And um, from what I remember, I think that um, after the kids said what they said, about the quiet submissive wife comment, I remember saying to the mom, I was like, I remember leaning over to the mom, I said, the mom's and I said, I understand that we're human, we have needs, but we have to have etiquette. And, and, and I told her while the kids were there, I'm like, I wasn't trying to shut you up. I was just saying that Yes, you can be heard by me. I just didn't want the kids to hear you because I don't want them to think that they're, that, uh, you know, that we're bad neighbors or stuff like that. And I said to them, I, w- I, I want to hear your voice is always heard. It's just that sometimes when certain people are around, we have to like modify like our behavior, right? 
And so the mother's just like, everything you're saying is true. And at the same time, I just want to be able to fully let you know that you are my young prince charming. And the, I remember the kids was like, well, you know, I'm not going to stop. We're not going to stop you off knowing what you're doing because it's not an issue for us. Um, so I remember we had a rule that every time we had sex, the kids had to be out the home. Because I said, if that's if you're if you insist on being loud, I don't want to interrupt the kids and know what they're doing. The mother said, okay. Because the mother said, I'm not going to be quiet when I have sex anymore. And there was no changing their minds. So sometimes the adolescents, they had, and, and the, um, the mothers talked along with the young adults and you know, with me, and they had um, relatives and friends that would go over their homes, and they did that often. Um, wouldn't stay very long. Sometimes they would, other times they wouldn't, because the mom's like, we're gonna have the whole house to ourselves. I want you to get hit my G spot in every room in the house. So we did in every room of the house. And we cleaned up every room in the house, including their, their kids' rooms. So when they would come back, it would smell totally good. Like it would be perfumed up, cloned up, air spray. It was, and they would have, um, I remember like these house, smell goods that they would just put around the home and it smelled so refreshing. It would smell like a person who showers so well. You could smell like this, it, like a soapy feel good, smell good. And that's what would happen. The bed sheets, everything were just refreshed and we would clean the whole home. Before they we before the mom would call them and say you can come to the house now. And um I'm gonna tell you all the rooms that we were in. And I'm not bragging, but I do have to be fully honest so I can heal. Um I remember and I have to mention this for our healing. We had trauma 
inspired sex in the shared rooms and spaces of their homes, meaning their bonus rooms, their common rooms, their dens, their dining rooms, their family rooms, their garrets, their great rooms, their home cinemas, their kitchens, their dirty kitchens, their kitchenettes, their living rooms, their recreation rooms, their billiard rooms, their shrines, their studies, their sunrooms. their man caves, their woman caves, this is there's no word to describe how I'm feeling right now they called their homes my harem and the reason why they did that is because due to traumas having affairs with all skin colors of women and all ethnicities of women and the women I was sleeping with that were not married they were of all ethnicities and all skin colors too. And the men I was sleeping with were all were of since they were a small amount, not all of them were black, not all of them were white either. Um, the more I remember, the more I recognized that. episodes in the past, I tell you I remember at that time, and as I heal, I start remembering more. So, the guys I was sleeping with called their, you know, their places, my gay harem, you know, it was basically... modern version of Janae Sims when it came to myself and the women and because as with men it was our modern versions of Andron or Andronitis you know Janae Sims our modern Janae Sims was there was called Janae Canitis too
So explain the women, the, the harem. Many of the women who I was sleeping with, the ones that were mad and unmarried, became friends because they, I was their shared common denominator of a sex partner. And at first they would fight over me, then they stopped doing that because they said, well, we have to share a good man because there's a shortage of good men in our society. Sometimes we would have orgies together. Sometimes I would have one-on-one sex with each of them. You can tell by the sound of my voice that none of this makes me gleeful. Um, I had trauma-inspired sex in their private rooms of their homes, such as their bathrooms, their toilets, their bedrooms, their guest rooms, their closets, their bed-sitting rooms, their boy doors, their cabinets, and their nurseries. And trauma-inspired sex with them in their space of their home, such as their atriums, their balconies, their breezeways, their conversation pits, their cubby holes, their decks, their elevators, their dumbwaiters, their lobbies, their game cans, their fireplaces, their hearths, their foyers, their halls, their hallways, their ingle nooks, their lanais, their lofts, their lagias, their overhangs, their patios, their porches, their screen porches, their sleeping porches, their wheelchair ramps, their secret passages, their stairs, their terraces, their verandas, and their vestibules. I had trauma-inspired sex in their utility and storage parts of their homes, such as their attics, their basements, their carports, their cloakrooms, their closets, their crawl spaces, their electrical rooms, their equipment rooms, their furnace rooms, their boiler rooms, their garages, their janitorial closets, their larders, their laundry rooms, their utility rooms, their mechanical rooms, their floors, their mechanical floors, their pantries, their root cellars, their semi-basements, their storm cellars, their safe rooms, their studios, their wardrobes, their wine cellars, their wiring closets, and their workshops. I had trauma-inspired sex with them in their great house areas of their homes, such as their antechambers, their ballrooms, their 
kitchen related butlers pantries their butteries, their sauceries, their sculleries, their spiceries, their steel rooms, their conservatories, their orangeries, their courtyards, their drawing rooms, their great chambers, their great halls, their libraries, their long galleries, their lumber rooms, their parlors, their saunas, their servants' halls, their servants' quarters, their alcohol drinking rooms, their smoking rooms, their solars, their state rooms, their swimming pools, their turrets, their their undercross. I remember having drama inspired sex with them on their furnitures, their hidden rooms, their houses, their how you know their house plans, their house styles, their house types. Their multi-family residentials, their secondary suites, their duplexes, their um, row houses, their um, single-family detached homes, their semi-detached homes, their uh, townhouses, their studio apartments their apartments their architectural elements such as their arches their balusters, their belt courses their breast summers, their ceilings their chimneys, their colonnades their porticos, their columns their cornices their eaves, their domes their doors, their their floors, their foundations, their gables, their gates, their lighting, their ornament, their plumbing, their kiwines, their roofs, their sill plates, their architectural styles, their thresholds, their vaults, their walls, their windows, their backyards, their driveways, their front yards, their gardens, their homes, their home improvements, their home repairs, their Sheds, their tree houses, their studies, their home offices, their family rooms, their nooks, their larders, their rumpus rooms. Their stairwells, their television rooms, their box rooms, their storage rooms, their nurseries, their atriums, their alcoves, their front rooms, their fireplaces. These are the pl- all the places that I have trauma inspired sex with them. Our childhood abusers were successful psychological manipulators, primarily involving themselves as our manipulators. So, 
Concealing aggressive intentions and behaviors of being affable inspired the sex because that's what our abusers did to us. Knowing the psychological vulnerabilities of the victim to determine which tactics are likely to be the most effective inspired the sex. Because that's what our abusers were doing to us. Having a sufficient level of ruthlessness to have no qualms about causing harm to the victim if necessary inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Lying by commission inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's the description. It is hard to tell if somebody is lying at the time they do it, although often the truth may be apparent later when it's too late. One way to minimize the chances of being lied to is to understand that some personality types, particularly psychopaths, are experts at lying and cheating, doing it frequently and often in subtle ways. Lying by omission inspired to sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. This is a subtle form of lying by withholding a significant amount of the truth. This technique is also used in propaganda. Denial and denialism inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Manipulator refuses to admit that they have done something wrong. Rationalization inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. An excuse made by the manipulator for inappropriate behavior. Rationalization is closely related to spin. Minimization inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. This is a type of denial coupled with rationalization. The manipulator asserts that their behavior is not as harmful or irresponsible as someone else was suggesting. Selective inattention or selective attention inspired the sex is what the, that because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Manipulator refuses to pay attention to anything that may distract from their agenda. Diversion inspired the sex. You can say diversionary shined up imagery tactics and smoke screens inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's the description. Manipulator not giving a straight answer to a straight question and instead being diversionary, steering the conversation onto another topic. Evasion inspired the sex. Because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Similar to diversion, but giving irrelevant, rambling, or vague responses. Covert intimidation inspired to sex. Because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Manipulator putting the victim onto the defensive by using veiled, subtle, indirect, or implied threats. Other times, the threats were very direct and unambiguous. Guilt trips inspired the sex. Because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's the description. 
A special kind of intimidation tactic, a manipulator suggested to the conscientious victim that they do not care enough, are too selfish, or have it too easy. This can result in the victim feeling bad, keeping them in a self-doubting, anxious, and submissive position. Shaming inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's the description. Manipulator uses sarcasm and put-downs to increase fear and self-doubt in the victim. Manipulators use this tactic to make others feel unworthy and therefore defer to them. Manipulators can make one feel ashamed for even daring to challenge them. It is an effective way to foster a sense of inadequacy in the victim. Vilifying the victim inspired to sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's the description. This tactic is a powerful means of putting the victim on the defensive while simultaneously masking the aggressive intent of the manipulator, while the manipulator falsely accuses the victim as being an abuser in response when the victim stands up for or defends themselves or their position. Playing the victim role inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Like I said, playing the victim role inspired sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's the description. Manipulator portrays themselves as a victim of circumstance or someone else's behavior in order to gain pity, sympathy, or evoke compassion and thereby get something from another. Caring, conscientious people often cannot stand to see anyone suffering, and the manipulator often finds it easy to play on sympathy to get cooperation. Playing the servant role inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's the, here's the description. Cloaking a self-serving agenda in the guise of a service to a more noble cause. G-Y-S-E. Seduction inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Manipulator uses charm, praise, flattery, or overtly supporting others in order to get them to lower their defenses and give their trust and loyalty to the manipulator. They will also offer help with the intent to gain trust and access to an unsuspecting victim they have charmed. Projecting the blame, blaming others, inspired to sex. Here's because that's what the abusers did to us. But here's the description: Manipul- manipulating scapegoats in often subtle, hard to detect ways. Often, the manipulator will project their own thinking onto the victim, making the victim look like they have done something wrong. Manipulators will also claim that the victim is the one who is at fault for believing lies that they were conned into believing as if the victim forced the manipulator to be deceitful. All blame except for the part that is used by the manipulator to accept false guilt is done in order to make the victim feel guilty about making healthy choices, correct thinking, and good behaviors. It is frequently used as a means of psychological and emotional manipulation and control. Manipulators lie about lying only to re-manipulate the original less believable story into a quote-unquote more acceptable truth that the victim will believe. 
Projecting lies as being the truth is another common method of control and manipulation. Manipulators may falsely accuse the victim of deserving to be treated that way in quotations. They often claim that the victim is crazy or abusive, especially when there's evidence against the manipulator. Feigning innocence inspired deception because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Manipulator tries to suggest that any harm done was unintentional or that they did not do something that they were accused of. Manipulator may put on a look of surprise or indignation. This tactic makes the victim question their own judgment and possibly their own sanity. The word gaslighting comes to mind. Feigning confusion inspired to sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Manipulator tries to play dumb by pretending they do not know what the victim is talking about or is confused about an important issue brought to their attention. The manipulator intentionally confuses the victim in order for the victim to doubt their own accuracy of perception, often pointing out key elements that the manipulator intentionally included in case there's room for doubt. Sometimes manipulators will have used cohorts in advance to help back up their story. Brandishing anger inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Manipulator uses anger to brandish sufficient emotional intensity and rage to shock the victim into submission. The manipulator is not actually angry. They just put on an act. They just want what they want and get quote unquote angry when denied. Controlled anger is often used as a manipulation tactic to avoid confrontation, avoid telling the truth, or to further hide intent. They are often threats used by the manipulator of going to the police or falsely reporting abuses that the manipulator intentionally contrived to scare or intimidate the victim into submission. Blackmail and other threats of exposure are other forms of controlled anger and manipulation, especially when the victim refuses initial requests or suggestions by the manipulator. Anger is also used as a defense so the manipulator can avoid telling truths at inconvenient times or circumstances. Anger is often used as a tool or defense to ward off inquiries or, su- or suspicion. The victim becomes more focused on the anger instead of the manipulation tactic. The bandwagon effect inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Manipulator comforts the victim into submission by claiming whether true or false that many people already have done something and the victim should as well. Such manipulation can be seen in peer pressure situations, often occurring in scenarios where the manipulator attempts to influence the victim into trying drugs or other substances. So, the psychotic manipulators of our childhood, this is how they made us feel. The concept of dependent inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Dependent people need to be loved and are therefore gullible and liable to say yes to something to which they should say no. The concept of immature inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Has impaired judgment and so tends to believe exaggerated advertising claims. The concept of naive inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Cannot believe there are dishonest people in the world or takes it for granted that if there are any, they will not be allowed to prey on others.
The concept of impressionable inspired disaster because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Overly seduced by charmers. The concept of trusting inspired disaster because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. People who are honest often assume that everyone else is honest. They're more likely to commit themselves to people they hardly know without checking credentials, etc., and less likely to question so-called experts. The concept of carelessness inspired success because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Not giving sufficient amount of thought or attention to harm or errors. The concept of lonely inspired to sex because that's what the abusers did to us here's a description lonely people may accept any offer of human contact a psychopathic stranger may offer human companionship for a price the concept of narcissistic inspired to sex because that's what the abusers did to us here's a description Narcissists are prone to falling for unmerited flattery. The concept of impulsive inspired to sex. Because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Make snap decisions. The concept of altruistic inspired to sex. Because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. The opposite of psychopathic, too honest, too fair, too empathetic, The concept of frugal inspired deception because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Cannot say no to a bargain even if they know the reason it is so cheap. The concept of materialistic inspired deception because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Easy prey for loan sharks or get rich quick schemes. The concept of greedy inspired deception because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. The greedy and dishonest may fall prey to a psychopath who can easily entice them to act in an immoral way. The concept of masochistic inspired disaster because that's what the abusers did to us. Here's a description. Lack self-respect and so unconsciously let psychopaths take advantage of them. They think they deserve it out of a sense of guilt. The concept of the elderly inspired to sex because that's what abusers did to us here's the description the elderly can become fatigued and less capable of multitasking when hearing a sales pitch they're less likely to consider that it could be a con they're prone to giving money to someone with a hard luck story think elder abuse So, what I'm about to read to you is that um, traumatic bonding and cycles of abuse The climate of fear, resistance to change, 
normalize, legitimize, rationalizing, denying, and minimizing abusive behavior, blaming victims for it. Because those are all the ways the abusers treated us, all those reasons inspired the sex. Divide and rule, brainwashing, stabilization, propaganda, disinformation, misinformation, Orwellian, lying, mind games, isolation. Because those are all the ways the abusers, our abusers treated us. Those are all the other reasons for the inspiration of the sex. Abusive power and control, coercive power are the other reasons for the sex because that's what the abusers did to us too. And then, um, just learning more about, um, Passive aggression, I feel that it's definitely my duty to discuss more of what happened when we were growing up, so... Non-communication, where there is clearly something problematic to discuss, inspired the sex, because that's what the abusers did to us. Avoiding slash ignoring when you are so angry that you feel you cannot speak calmly, inspired the sex, because that's what the abusers did to us. Evading problems and issues, burying an angry head in the sand, inspired to sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Procrastinating, intentionally putting off important tasks for less important ones. Inspired to sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Obstructing, deliberately stalling or preventing an event or process of change Inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Fear of competition. Avoiding situations where one party will be seen as better at something. Inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Ambiguity. Being cryptic, unclear, not fully engaging in conversations. Inspired the sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Sulking. Being silent. Morose, sullen, and resentful in order to get attention or sympathy inspired to sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Chronic lateness, a way to put you in control over others and expectations inspired to sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Chronic forgetting shows a blatant disrespect slash disregard for others as punishment inspired to sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Making excuses. Always coming up with reasons for not doing things. Inspired to sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Uh, 
Self-pity, the poor me scenario. Inspired to sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Blaming others for situations rather than being able to take responsibility for your own actions or being able to take an objective view of the situation as a whole. Inspired to sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Victimization, unable to look at their own part in a situation, will turn the tables to become the victim, will behave like one inspired to sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Withholding usual behaviors or roles, example, sex, cooking, and cleaning, or making cups of tea, running a bath, all to reinforce an already unclear message inspired to sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Learned helplessness, where a person continually acts like they can't help themselves or is deliberately doing a poor job of something for which they are often explicitly responsible inspired to sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Fear of intimacy. Often there can be trust issues with passive-aggressive people and guarding against becoming too intimately involved or attached will be a way for them to feel in control of the relationship inspired to sex because that's what the abusers did to us. Passive-aggressive behavior inspired to sex because that's how the abusers behave toward us. So... I'm here to tell people that there's the misogynistic harem. Then there's a chivalrous harem where there's no incest and no female is denigrated at all. So there are good men who would like their harem that does not cause any internal harm or external harm to any woman. Then you have the typical harem where women are disrespected, unprotected, and neglected. So I wanted to make it clear that those are the two types of harems. Because some good men are non-monogamous and some good men are monogamous. Not every man fantasizes about harems. Some are more content with just one good woman and I'm good. Of course, you have good men who are part of the LGBTQ plus community. So not all good men are attracted to women. And... I respect all of these human differences because humans are not monolithic. So you have women who have male versions of harems. The one rooted in misandry and the one with, hey, I just, I'm non-monogamous. I just want more than one good man. Then you have plenty of women who are LGBTQ+. Then you have plenty of women who... who are attracted to men. They just want one good man. So you have the male version of a harem where there's no incest and no male is disrespected, unprotected, and neglected. So you have um, good women, when they think of a harem, it's not rooted in male oppression. 
When good men think of a harem, it's not rooted in female oppression. I do my best to guard my heart against binary thinking. Okay. I now want to discuss how I want to end on a good note for this episode and I'll explain the rest in the next episode. So I've learned that in all rooms and spaces of a home that I can have wholesome sex in bonus rooms, common rooms, dens, dining rooms, family rooms, garrets, great rooms, house, home, home cinemas, kitchens, dirty kitchens, kitchenettes, living rooms, andrins, man caves, woman caves, recreation rooms, billiard rooms, shrines, studies, sunrooms, Bathrooms, toilets, bedrooms, guest rooms, closets, bed sits, mini flats, boy you doors, cabins, nurseries, atriums, balconies, breezeways, conversation pits, cubby holes, decks, elevators, dumbwaiters, entryway slash, gin cans, fireplaces, hearts, foyers, halls, hallways, ingle nooks, lanai's, lofts, loggias, overhangs, patios, porch, screen porches, sleeping porches. Ramps, secret secret passages, stairs, terraces, verandas, vestibules, attics, basements, carports, uh, cloakrooms, closets, crawl spaces, electrical rooms, equipment rooms, furnace rooms, boiler rooms, garages, janitorial closets, larders, laundry rooms, utility rooms, mechanical rooms, mechanical floors, pantries, root cellars, semi-basements, storm cellars, safe rooms, studios, wardrobes, wine cellars, wiring, closets, workshops. And the chambers, ball, ballrooms, kitchen-related, butlers' pantries, butteries, sauceries, sculleries, spiceries, still rooms, conservatories, laundries, courtyards, drawing rooms, great chambers, great halls, libraries, long galleries, lumber rooms, parlors, saunas, servants' halls, service quarters, drinking rooms, smoking rooms, solar, state rooms, swimming pools, turrets, undercrofts, furniture, hidden rooms. House plans, all house styles, all house types, multifamily, residential, secondary seats, duplexes, ter- row houses, detached, semi-detached townhouses. I said row houses. City apartments, apartments, arches, balusters, belt courses, breast summer ceilings, chimneys, colonnades, porticos, columns, cornices, eaves, domes, doors, L's, floors, foundations, gables, gates, lightings, ornaments, plumbings, coin, coins, roofs, steel plates. Architectural styles, thresholds, vaults, walls, windows, backyards, driveways, front yards, gardens, homes, home improvements, home repairs, shreds, uh, tree houses. Home offices, studies, television rooms, rumpus rooms, stairwell sunrooms, lofts, nooks. Larders, uh, storage rooms, box rooms, bedrooms, nurseries, atriums, al- alcoves, fireplaces, dens, 
fun rooms, vestibules. So, I no longer have trauma-inspired sex in box rooms I can have. Wholesome sex in box rooms. Now, some people would take offense to why nurseries and um, shrines. Isn't that for children? Isn't that sacrilegious? Well, I can understand the discomfort with nurseries in terms of sex. I can understand the discomfort shrines and bedrooms for me. You have adult nurseries and you have kid nurseries. Some adults create their own nurseries where it's just for them. And you do have typical nurseries where it is for it's for kids, you know, toddlers, infants. Um, so sex in adult nurseries, because you can create any kind of room you want in your home. That's where the wholesome sex should be. I don't think sex should ever happen in typical nurseries. I think that is revolting to me. Now, shrines, shrines don't have to be religious if you don't want them to be. Like if you have, like if you have a shrine of nature, like you have photography everywhere regarding nature. It could be jungles and wildernesses, for example. That's fine, as long as it's not violating the human rights of faith-based communities, then you can have shrines that are not in conflict with people's actual religious beliefs. Like if you have a religion that you live by and your sexual behavior is in conflict with what your religion says about it, then that would be unwise to but if you it I think non-religious shrines are better. Where you can have sex there, you have photos of trees and leaves and branches all around. That's fine because you're not conflicting with your own views on religion. And so um, I would say all sex, private and public, should be within law, reason, and moral excellence. Those are the three pillars of healthy sex. One, no criminality. Two, I can easily defend it. Three, respectful conduct. There's more for me to share in the next episode.